0: Welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Lions Maven podcast. I am the Doc, John Macaroon. This podcast is brought to you by Sports Illustrated. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Matt Shook, sports writer for the Detroit News. He's also part of the Lockdown Network. He hosts the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which you can find and listen at LockdownPistons.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, today's news, obviously, there's practice going on ahead of the game Monday night. The Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers. What's the latest news that you discovered today on Thursday?
1: Yeah, so uh, Wednesday, Snacks Harrison wasn't at practice, but he's back out there with the team today on Thursday in preparation. That sounds like they're just getting some some rest days, uh, you know, doing a little load management like they do in the uh, NBA. So Deshaun Hand, after going full go for the first time, on uh, Wednesday, since he had the elbow injury in the preseason, he's not out there, and Ashawn Robinson was not out there as well. But I don't think that's anything that should concern Lions fans. Not sure about Hands' availability for this weekend to make his season debut. But Mike Daniels is another story. He's not out there right now, so I, you know, I would anticipate that he's not going to probably be available on Monday night against Green Bay, and that's going to be obviously very disappointing for him being cut by the Packers right before training camp started. That's a game that obviously he would want to be out there for. But uh, my best guess as we uh, tape this on Thursday afternoon, is that uh, that's probably not going to happen for him?
0: Yeah, many people are definitely wondering about T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end, obviously, who went down in the Kansas City game. Obviously, he's been out there at practice. The last step for an individual in the concussion protocol is to be able to practice without relative symptoms, and that could potentially uh, get him back on the field. What are you hearing about him? A lot of people are curious regarding T.J. Hawkinson.
1: Yeah, he was full go on Wednesday and there seemed to be no setbacks from what we're hearing. So it sounds like that uh, I would be optimistic about TJ Hawkinson being out there. On Monday night against Green Bay.
0: Yeah. You know, the bye week came re- relatively early this year. And I know a lot of talk around Allen Park has been about, uh, you know, playing four games. And then now, after the bye week, playing 12 games, you know, consecutively. What's your take of it? Because it seemed like, you know, when you look at the Lions situation, they did get a plethora of injuries the last two games. I think for this Lions team, getting a bunch of guys back healthy, maybe the bye week after four games wasn't such a bad thing.
1: Yeah, and not only guys that had missed some games, but I would I would look at a guy like Jared Davis who missed the first two games and then played the next two, uh, and really didn't you know play all that well, particularly if you're looking at some of the metrics like Pro Football Focus out there that's pretty that's dogging him pretty hard, and uh, probably for good reason on most of that. But uh, I would think a guy like that would benefit from uh, early on in the from the early season buy, and then maybe a guy like Jelani Tavai as well, not for injury related purposes, but you know th- these rookies have gone through so much since getting ready for the draft, doing the combine, all the stuff that you have to do before draft day, you get in for rookie mini camp, you go to mini camp, you go to uh, OTAs, you go to training camp, and then you play four preseason games, four regular season games. I mean, that's like a full college season right now already. So a guy like July to to kind of relax and maybe get his mind off of things for a couple of days. Cause like we said, not only the physical toll, but the mental toll of learning the NFL game uh, every day. So, I think that those guys, I mean, obviously you could talk yourself into thinking that week eight is the perfect bye week right in the middle of the season, week 12, week four based on circumstances, but obviously it all matters on how you react and how you adjust and how you uh, play after the bye. So obviously it was a good sign for the Lions to, to play so well after the bye. I think they're four and one in their last five years coming off of bye weeks. So that's pretty good indication for fans and obviously that's a a different regime other than last season but uh you know obviously it it matters how they play on monday night and uh, we'll see how they handled the bye week and you can ask me about that in about three weeks and we'll we'll know a better answer about how it all went down for them
0: a fascinating point that uh, definitely a lot of fans and reporters are curious about are what the Lions tend to do during the bye week. You have a very interesting piece on DetroitNews.com today regarding you know an activity that Matthew Stafford partook in. He showed support to one of his teammates. Share that with the audience because I found it fascinating when you asked about it that Matthew Stafford you know, discovered that one of his teammates had a hidden talent and he went to New York over the bye week and he showed support.
1: Yeah, uh, Matthew and Kelly Stafford were out in New York City, uh, you know, visiting and doing what uh, rich people do on their time off, which is something that you and I probably don't know much about. But uh, yeah, they were out in Soho and checked out Romeo Aquara. He has a photography exhibit at uh, one of the camera stores out there that does kind of rotating exhibits. And it's about a fire station, a firehouse in Brooklyn that uh, he spent some time with and took a lot of photos, Romeo Aquara. As a photographer himself, uh, pretty much had a photo essay of a bunch of photos of this fire station, kind of a day-in-the-life type of, type of scene. Uh, Mike Rothstein of ESPN.com has a nice article about that that came out on September 11th that I would encourage everyone to check out there. So, yeah, and if you're in New York up until about, about mid-November, uh, there's uh, there's information that you can find online about the exhibit, obviously free to check out for fans. But uh, Romeo Aquara is one of those guys who – has some passions and some hobbies outside of football and uh, Matthew Stafford being the, you know, the, the solid leader that he's been for this organization while he's in New York, checked out his uh, teammates exhibit and uh, a pretty nice feel good story for Lions fans.
0: I always enjoy discussing the Detroit Lions with sports writers and those covering it because you get a vast array of opinions regarding the state of the team. So far, you've witnessed now the Detroit Lions 2-1-1 and start. They're approaching an important divisional game, Monday Night Football. What's your sense and assessment of the 2019 Detroit Lions?
1: Well, you know, it's so hard to talk about the Lions without talking about the last 60 years, right? So, uh, And to be fair to the, the Matt Patricias of the world and obviously the Matthew Staffords of the world in this entire locker room, you, you kind of have to, in some ways, try as a fan to, to, to brush aside all the disappointment of all the decades, of all the misery of being a fan of this franchise and try to take it for this particular team, this particular coaching staff. And, uh, and so far, completely positive. Obviously, the tie was, uh, was one that was a huge disappointment for this team. But just the way they looked against Kansas City, that might have been their best game of the season, despite the fact that it was their only loss. So I think it's positive right now. Obviously, we know in the NFL – there's not a lot of margin of differences between uh, the teams out there, you know, save the New Englands and Kansas cities of the world, and maybe the, the Miamis and New York jets and those type of teams of the world. But in that middle two thirds of the NFL, there's just not a lot of separation between teams. So I think that the lions are obviously one of those teams in the middle two third. Now, are they the fifth or sixth best team in the NFL or are they the 17th or 18th best team in the NFL? That's going to be played out over these last few weeks or these next several weeks. But, I think from these past few weeks, we've got a pretty good indication that this is a well-rounded football team, and obviously the health is the most important thing, but uh, the way that they're scheming, the way that they're playing so far this season, I think uh, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about this team having a pretty good season. Now, given that, uh, the NFC North looks really, really good right now, uh, maybe the best division in football, and uh, there's a lot of teams with a lot of uh, huge strengths out there looking at Chicago Bears defense obviously any Aaron Rodgers team and what uh, Minnesota's been able to do defensively these last several years it's going to be an uphill climb but I think the Lions will be up there and we'll be playing meaningful football into November and December which is a nice change of pace from a lot of the eras of Lions football of the past.
0: Now, the Green Bay Packers definitely caught a lot of people's attention when they went on the road versus Dallas and really you know imposed their will on the Cowboys. And now the Green Bay Packers sit atop of the division. The Lions are going on the road where they've had success now the past two seasons. Everyone remembers the struggles that the Detroit Lions had for several years, several seasons. Some some people even called it a curse. But now over the past two years, the Detroit Lions have had a little bit more success against the Packers. How are you viewing this matchup, and what are they going to be the keys for the Lions to leave Lambeau Field with the W.
1: Yeah, this isn't your older brother's Packers team because I can remember a few years ago, we were sitting here talking about Aaron Rodgers kind of being a one-man band with this team. But now they've reworked the defense. They got rid of Dom Capers and Ted Thompson, the general manager. They've made investments with the Smiths on the the interior there. They've uh, picked up a couple new safeties. This is a reworked defense, and not only that, but offensively this is a reworked rushing attack too. Uh, Aaron Jones might be the guy that you might be looking out for more to beat you than Aaron rodgers this uh, this Monday night, which is a change of pace obviously for Lions fans and how you view the Green bay Packers offense so and really in a lot of ways that's another team that is a lot like that because the Detroit lions have been trying to figure out ways to make Matthew Stafford's life a lot easier with carry on Johnson and the investments that they've made on the offensive line. And then of course trying to rework the defense and turn that into an imposing unit, which has been a pretty successful uh, venture so far. So a lot of similarities between these two teams. And I think that, you know, whatever team is able to run the ball better is probably going to get the victory. And we saw that, uh, the Lions kind of had a breakout game in that regard against Kansas City after struggling the first 3 weeks on the ground and uh and you know I think uh, Jones had four touchdowns I believe he had a big game in that Dallas one so he's a guy who's putting up huge fantasy numbers and a guy that the, the Lions are going to need to stop inside so that's uh that's kind of the key for me it's it, it's funny to say that uh Aaron Rodgers against Matthew Stafford two guys that have put up all sorts of numbers throughout their careers are a little bit secondary in this matchup and it's probably going to come down to which team is able to, uh, to move the chains on the ground.
0: Speaking with Matt Shook sports writer from the Detroit news and host of the lockdown Pistons podcast. Now I'll get you out of here on this. You've observed now the Detroit lions. You're there quite often and you're covering the team. What one or two major improvements can this team make going forward in the second quarter of the season that will really help them in terms of uh, meeting their success?
1: Yeah, I think like I said, running the ball consistently. I mean, we saw it again from Kansas City, and we've seen Graham Glasgow at right guard playing a heck of a season so far. But uh, you know, I got to see uh, Joe Dahl, and I got to see Kenny Wiggins, and, and the other guard position continue to do that. And I got to see on Johnson. You know, they talked about those first three weeks that they're one cut away, one block away, and we saw that kind of uh, improve a little bit against Kansas City. Obviously, keeping in mind the Kansas City not a great rush defense there. But so, yeah, I think consistently running the ball is only going to help Matthew Stafford, is only going to open things up for the Galladay's and the Marvin Joneses of the world. So that's probably the first thing that I would say. And then just, uh, you know, got to clean up things on special teams. We saw so much uh, issues early on with all the penalties. And we know that uh, the NFL is kind of uh, clamping down on special teams penalties, especially in the return game. But uh, it's something that John Bonamago, the special teams coordinator for the Lions, has to clean up and all those guys. Because keep in mind that a lot of these guys are young players. A lot of these guys are end of the roster type of rookies, undrafted free agents in C.J. Moore's case. And Mike Ford, uh, a second year guy who was that same uh, path as well. So those guys have got to get acclimated and uh, clean it up a little bit on special teams. And if they're able to do that, man, um, it's hard to find glaring flaws with this Lions team right now. And uh, if they're able to do that, I think with a more favorable schedule coming up as well, this could be a team that sticks around.
0: Now, I've I've had the privilege of seeing Matt all over town. He covers sports, covers the Tigers, the Lions, and now the Pistons as well, hosting a podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for taking part in this interview. I definitely am going to look forward to having you on, talking a plethora of other subjects. Thank you so much for breaking down the Detroit Lions. Matt Shook from the Detroit News, great sports writer, and again, host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which you can listen to at LockdownPistons.com. Matt, thanks so much for your time.
1: Thanks, John. We'll talk to you real soon.